So you get that phone call, you know, the phone call that you always love to receive. And it is a reconsideration of your value opinion. What? I felt really good about that one. Now, the, the lender calls you up and says the real estate agent sent in some sales. They've got to be better comparable sales. We need a reconsideration of value. And you immediately say, well, those aren't good sales. I'm not going to use them. And, and you have that preconceived notion before you even have seen them for crying out loud. Hang out and let's have a conversation about it. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by the fine folks of Appraiser eLearning. And I bet you have had that call before or, or email or, or some way. And, you know, maybe we need to find a way to get along, right? Maybe we just need to find a way to get along because appraisers, listen up. You're not always right. <laughs> I know you think you are, <laughs> but you're not. Is it possible? Is it just remotely possible that maybe you missed a sale or two? No, Brian, I've never missed a sale. Come on. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm super happy that I have an appraiser that's going to help me fight this fight. No, wait a minute. She's a real estate agent. No, wait. You've got to be in a What the heck are you? Candy Cook is in the house. Hi, Candy. Welcome to the program. Hey, Brian. Glad you're here. So just, uh, the, just on the very remote chance that somebody out there listening has not heard of Miss Candy Cook, please, uh, please let our listeners know who you are and what is it that you do. All right. I, uh, my name's Candy Cook. I am a broker and an appraiser. I've been doing this over 30 years. Um, I teach and I figure that somehow we got to get everybody back on the same track. So I teach about agents and appraisers working together. All right. So let's talk about it. I mean, um, you know, you were, uh, you were on our show with me today and thank you for doing that. We had, a, we had a good time. Uh, we had a, a big audience and uh, the audience consisted of appraisers and agents. And uh, we, we, we got, got them fired up a little bit I think, during the course of the event, which is okay. And, you know, during that broadcast, Candy, I said, guys, ask your questions. And you know what? A hard question is fair game. There is nothing wrong with a hard question. And there's nothing wrong if, you know, you and a, an agent get together and have a conversation and you agree to disagree. That's okay. We're not always going to be of the same opinion, are we? But let's be professional. Let's be kind. Let's be polite. And, uh, and at the end of the day, if we don't agree, we're just going to have to say we agree to disagree, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But I think... I think, you know, our conversation today kind of, we can spin off and, and, and have multiple conversations, if you will, and talk about educating, right? Because a part of this is just opening our eyes and opening our ears and more importantly, opening our minds and trying to figure this thing out a little bit, right? Um, 
what what are some of the challenges you know i i know how appraisers feel i am one what are some of the challenges that the real estate agents have in dealing with appraisers or working with appraisers or you know what 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 would you say some of the top challenges are that agents are having the first off challenge that i see is that so many times we have not had the education on the agent and broker side explaining that the appraiser's job is not the same as their job for pricing the property. And so we all have these different jobs. We all have different expectations of us. And when we go back in to try to work together, sometimes we don't understand that what the appraiser's doing has nothing to do with what the agents are doing. And the biggest thing is that we're not in the transaction. None of us are actually a principal to the transaction. So the buyers and the sellers are driving the bus and we forget that. So if there's a reconsideration of value, it should be coming from the buyer or the seller. And it should, you know, in the price, the price is set by the seller, not by the agents. And the the contract price is set by the buyers, not by the agents. And I think we've we've lost sight of that fact that we're yeah. all we're all kind of on the side sidelines working. Yeah. So so I think we need to try and find a way to to get the word out a little bit to you know to try and provide a an avenue for further education. You know, I, I, t- I tell I used to more when I worked out all the time, right. I'm kind of let myself go here. I need to need to get back into that, but I used to work out a lot. You know, I ran a couple of tri- uh, a couple of um, half marathons. I did a triathlon, you know, I did all that stuff. It's been years. I need to, to start up again, but I used to tease and say, you know, I treat my body like a temple during the week. <laughs> but come the weekend, you know, I treat it like an amusement park, right? <laughs> I, like to have, I like to have some fun, right? So, so it's, it's, it's kind of that mindset of, of live your life, you know, like you're going to die tomorrow because you, we may die tomorrow, right? So, so live your life to the fullest that you possibly can. Well, there's another saying, and I really like this one a lot, Candy. It says, learn like you're going to live forever, And I really like that because it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been at this game. We can all learn something new. And so I'm a lifelong learner. And I know you well enough that you're kind of like me when you learn something new, you get excited about it. And you want to share that knowledge with other people. And so, you know, I think it's all about trying to educate. We, you know, we had a, um, a conversation a little bit ago about FHA and what the FHA policies are. And, um, you know, knowledge is very powerful. If we can educate not only the appraisal community out there in areas where maybe they're a little deficient, but if we could also at the same time, educate the real estate agents, Absolutely. then maybe that would result in not as much conflict or bumping of heads, if you will. 
So what, what do you think would be some, you know, if, if, if an agent is listening right now, maybe they're a newer agent and they say, you know, I'm getting a lot of folks that uh, need to go FHA. And I know a little bit about it, but I don't know that much about the FHA protocol. I mean, where can they find out some information? Listen to us, I know. But Listen to us. Um, Brian, you know, we've talked about the, the group that I have. I have a group where uh, cooked real estate. Um, in the file section, we've put the FHA handbook and the VA protocols, and we've put in what Fannie Mae is expecting. Um, One of the things that was given to me recently is that 65% of the license holders on the real estate side, agent side, have never been through a down period. Now that's pretty scary. Yeah, that's pretty scary. So, and then let's turn around and look at the appraisers. And I think that over 50% of the appraisers are 50 and older and they've been in for 15 years. So what we have is we have one group that has knowledge of stuff and we have new excited, let's adopt the newest, biggest, greatest, shiniest thing. And we're trying to make them work together. You know, that's a really good point. And, you know, I had, I had near 50 appraisers in my USPEP class the other day. And, uh, I was shocked that there were still some that only use one monitor. <laughs> and I, I said, look, I said, listen, go buy a second monitor today. And, uh, and if you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. I mean, you got a money back guarantee right here. You know, I said, you're going to love it. And that's one thing that, that some younger folks, a new generation can really kind of be an asset for us. You know, I yeah. have a, a younger appraiser trainee and man, she can whip through this iPad in seconds and, and get my, my data out in the field, you know, I, I'd walk around and let her fill it out because she could do it a lot quicker than I can. And so we, we can all learn new things and, and technology in particular that, you know, kind of us old dogs out there are somewhat resistant to it. Uh, but, but, but we can all learn. And so tell, you mentioned your group and you mentioned you have the Fannie Mae guidelines, the, the FHA protocol, the VA protocol there, so they can access those very easily. Right. Uh, how, how can, first of all, is that group open? If, if we have an appraiser listening that would like to access the Anybody group, can join. it's appraisers, agents, brokers. Um, I have a couple lenders in there. Um, They're just for reference. They can't do any business in there. I have a couple inspectors. I have some people who aren't licensed at all that can give information. Okay. Okay. So, so appraisers can join. And so if if they want more information and want to want to get in the conversation, if you will, how do they find you and how do they join? Uh, Just go to Facebook and search for cooked. C-O-O-K-E apostrophe D real estate. You ask and you can even say podcast in the questions and I'll put you in. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, how many, how many folks are in that group? A couple hundred, what? 12,000. <laughs> 12, Congratulations. That is so cool. I know uh, you and I did one of these, gosh, has it been a couple of years ago, I guess yeah. that we did one of these 
and uh, and you had a big following then, but it, it's gotten it's gotten quite a bit bigger over the last couple of years. Bigger. So tw- twelve twelve thousand. That's congratulations. That's awesome. So if anybody's listening now wants to uh, be part of that conversation, go over to Cooked. Is it yes. Cooked Real Estate, right? Right, but you got to put the apostrophe between the E and the D. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then Candy will let you in and you can kind of check that out and be part of the community. So be polite, be nice to each other. See, I I like that. There's so many of these, and I'm not big on the social media. I'm on LinkedIn. So if somebody listening wants to link me or what, I don't even know what it's called, but I'm on there with regularity, but on the most of the social media, I'm not, and I need to get back in your group and hang out a little bit because it sounds like you've got a really, really good group. We've had, we had some of those folks in the webinar today or watching and participating and seems like a really good group. Um, so Candy, you, you are an appraiser as well as a broker, right? Yes. Do you think, and, and I'm a real estate agent now too. I, you know, I've been an appraiser for a long, long, long time. I've been a real estate agent for about uh, a little over three years or so. And I know, at least for me, you know, putting that other hat on has has really been eye opening for me. It it, it's really it really has made me step back and probably be a little nicer to real estate agents than I used to be. Uh, And I'm I'm a little ashamed to say that. I mean, I try to be nice to everybody, but. and they are more of a social group. I think that's fair to say. They have to be. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in sales, right? They have to deal with the we're, consumers all the time. You know, I had an agent working for me and I'm like, let me show you how to measure this house. And he's like, I'd rather just pay you to measure. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to, and that's okay. But he he's perfect because he's very social, right? And he's making those connections and he's he's selling that product and 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 doing a great job with that. I think appraisers are more of 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 you know, they're trying to solve the problem, right? They're they're right. critical critical thinking and problem solving and things of that. And and many appraisers aren't social at all. They're all in their own little little cave. So we're we're different animals. But it, it has given me a, a, a higher level of respect and and kind of kind of put the shoe on the other foot, if you will. Has that done that for you? I mean, you, you you're a broker and an appraiser, and I don't know w- which you do more of, but it, it you you really can kind of see it from both both I've, angles, can't you? I've been both all the way through my career. Okay. Um, the the guy who started me in appraising encouraged us do the brokerage size side also mm-hmm. um, in fact made me get my broker's license when I could care less really? um, okay yeah oh yeah yeah so I think the thing that happens is that we get in our own little world and and when I cross back and forth you know I see the appraiser side and when unfortunately it's very hard for an agent to see the appraiser side very few mm-hmm. agents go up the other way. Mm. Um, I think when, when the appraisers come to that, the selling side, it's, it's a rude awakening. Um, you know, when you get an appraisal order, you got an order in front of you and, and hopefully you're going to get paid that, 
whoever's ordering it's going to send that money. When you work with a buyer or a seller, there's no guarantee you're going to get any money out of that. And yes, they make a good commission when they get it sold. When they make it. <laughs> Listen, um, I learned I learned early on when I got my real estate license, you know, my one of my very first transactions, it may have been the very first one. Uh, I got a, a big house, a big listing, and man, I was excited and and uh, you know doing the math. Probably most agents do. What am I going to make on this transaction, right? You know, and it yeah. was a it was a cash deal, and cash is king, right? So it's I mean, what could go wrong? And and uh, they did want thirty days to sell their house or whatever it was, or to close on their house. They had already sold it, cash. And I think it was. I honestly think it was the day before closing. I got a call from the title company and they said, Brian, we got a problem. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, we don't, don't tell me we have problems the day before we close. We, well, there's a cloud on title. Mm -hmm. and, and had I known about it earlier, we could have resolved that. And I called the attorney and yeah, Brian, we can take care of this, but it's, it's a thing. And it's going to take a couple of weeks. Well, the buyer got mad, decided she didn't want to buy it anymore. The whole thing fell apart, Candy. That was a $10,000 commission for me and, and it went to zero. Yes. It goes down. And, um, and I and think, I think, I think agents, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think agents are on a roller coaster ride oh. every day, all day, because I was at the top of the mountain and then that went to zero and I'm at the bottom of the mountain. Absolutely. And then, and then, and then the next morning you might get a call and say, Hey, I got a commercial property. I think it's worth a million dollars or so. Can you list it for me? Now I'm back on top of the mountain again and excited. Yeah, so it's, it's an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, I think what, what maybe the appraisers, um, get so frustrated when they're bidding on stuff, they bid, they bid, they bid, they don't get them. And they say, well, I'm not going to bid anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's what the agents and brokers do every day. That's they're, their life, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're sitting on that thing. Um, right now, it's pretty good that there's a guarantee that you're going to get it sold. But, you know, I've had houses that I listed that I really thought I'd be able to get sold. Didn't get it done. Yeah. I had buyers that I thought were going to buy. Nope. You know, um, I had one set of clients that I worked with for two years and showed, shoot, 25 houses, 30 houses. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've got one. I don't, I don't do a lot of sales, but I do some. And I've got, I've got a client right now, a great, great couple, and approved for a lot more than the, what they want to spend. But I can't find them a house, and I've, I've I don't know if I've showed them twenty, but it's got to be getting close. Yeah. Uh, and and this has been going on for about four or five months, and and we just can't find them. We can't find them the house. And, you know, uh, I know they've gotten a little frustrated. I've gotten a little frustrated, but you know, it, I, the important thing for me is I said, you know, I, I want you to be happy. I don't want to put you in this house. And then you, you know, turn around and say that dang Brown roll sold me this house and be miserable. Right. I'd rather, let's right. take our time and find what you want. And, and, you know, you eventually we're going to get there. I don't know when we'll get there, but we're going to get there. We're going right? to get there. And, uh, and so, so let's talk about this. I know my appraisal company. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if we're trying to use a property that has sold and, and now we call that a comparable sale, if it's, if, if we, if we opine deem it that, that it's, you know, we opine that it's comparable to what I'm working on today. Right. 
but there's some data lacking. Either the MLS doesn't have everything I need or anyway, for whatever reason, I want to call the agent, one of the agents to that transaction, whether it be the selling agent or the listing agent. And I want to verify data. I've actually been very successful in doing that. I've been able to call the agents and they, they, they're pretty in my community, at least they're pretty receptive to that. They'll answer the phone they'll or they'll call me back and, uh, and they'll give me, you know, the characteristics that I'm missing or needing. And I do appreciate that. Um, do you find that most, most agents, uh, in the markets that you work with are receptive to talking to an appraiser and giving them that data? Um, I think part of the the thing that we're ha- that we've been fighting is that fallacy that we're not allowed to talk to appraisers. Mm, mm-hmm. okay. okay, and so I preach it. Um, I teach a lot of classes. I preach you talk to them, just don't talk to them and tell them what they have to come in at a value. Um, the appraisers go into this thinking that they can't get the information on a on a transaction that's pending. There's actually a loophole um, in the code of ethics. It says seller doesn't have to keep that information confidential. If you're smart enough and you work on it, you can make it so that you can get the information that's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think you and I are on this, uh, this thing of trying to get people to talk to each other again, Yeah, you know, you know, as a, as a, as a newer agent, I I've noticed that, you know, what I like to do, if, if I have my real estate hat on, not a appraiser hat on real estate hat on, and I'm representing a buyer, if you're the listing agent, I want, there you go. I want to call you and interview you and try and negotiate because, you know, I can hear the tone in your voice. I can hear the emotion in your voice. I can hear you know, and I try and have that poker face so that you can't read me, you know, and, and I like to negotiate in person when possible, but more, more often it's going to happen on the phone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Candy, I've noticed that a lot of agents out there, they don't even like to do that. I mean, they're negotiating via a text or, yeah. or, or just go ahead and submit the contract in writing. And I know that's got to be in, in writing in most states to be binding anyway. I get that. But but there's not a lot of negotiation. Uh, are you finding that, especially of younger agents? I guess, I guess we're more of a techie kind we, of society. We've now. lost our relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and I talk about it, and I and I'm going to go through something real quickly and say because because we have to understand that the world has changed on us and. And I, I'm very honest. I'm, I'm senior citizen. Um, we told our kids not to talk to strangers. We told them not to open the door if we're not home. Don't answer the phone. You know, you go down through this whole list. And now they're out in the real world. They don't talk to strangers. <laughs> they don't open the door. They don't do all of this stuff. Um, we have to help everybody to understand that that we have to have some relationships. And, and what I say to the agents, and I'm really big on this, is that I want, I want the, the agents to understand building a relationship with an appraiser makes your world go a whole lot more smoothly. You don't look at them as enemies. We look at them as 
peers, you know, and we go into this and we talk. And so when I get an appraisal order in and it's somebody I know, I'm like, oh, I can deal with this person. I know they're going to be professional. I think we, I think we've lost some of our, our facets of relationships. And I think we need to go back to it. Yeah. And I I think that, that if, if someone approaches me, you know, if they call up and say, Hey, can we have a conversation about the appraisal you did? And, and again, you know, I can't just arbitrarily talk to anybody. I, you know, if the client gives me authorization, you know, there's USPAP involved. We know that as appraisers, but let's say the lender says, yes, you could talk to the agent on this and the agent calls and, and you said a key word, I think professional, you know, yeah. if you're, if you call me and, and you're, you know, attacking me, if you call me and you're questioning my integrity, if you call me and say, you know, why didn't you use these better comps? Well, you know, you may think they're better comps, but I might not think they're comparable at all. So don't start the conversation that way. Yeah. You know, if you call me and and you're respectful and professional, I'm going to be more probably professional and respectful of your time. Right. And we can have a dialogue and, 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 and I think we truly hear what one another has to say if we approach it that way. Yes. Because anger begets anger. If you call me and say, you know, this deal's blown apart and it's all your fault. Well, you know, my job isn't to keep your deal together. My job is to opine what I think this property's really worth. You know, whereas if you call me and say, hey, can we discuss, you know, Brian, did you realize that that comp number two you have uh, actually has a big barn out back and, and you know, it has an additional garage. And I didn't see it in your report. And, and maybe you knew about it, but maybe you didn't. But I want to make sure. And I'm like, oh crap. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I yeah. used to, you know, uh, yeah. then, then we can have that conversation. And I think, I think it benefits everyone. It benefits it, it, me as the appraiser, you as the agent, the lender, the community, right? Because I think we all agree when you have better data, you can, you can feel better about what the job you're doing is. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Candy, thank you very much for being here today. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. And I think we are going to go on and on and on. I think uh, I think you and I are going to put something together and, and do this on a regular basis. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Candy, one last time for the listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, maybe they want to take a class from you or they just want to get uh, in your little Facebook group. Not little anymore, is it? Uh, how can they reach out to you? Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook through Cooked Real Estate. Um, or, and again, you're going to laugh at me. You're welcome to send me emails, rpc at aol.com. Yes, I'm an AOL user still, only three letters, rpc. Um, Brian, thanks for having me on here. This is really cool. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I'm glad that you took the time to hang out and, uh, and look forward to doing it again really, really soon. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by Appraiser eLearning. For Candy Cook, I'm Brian Reynolds, your host. Until next time, please be safe and happy appraising. Thank you. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser eLearning.